you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family, oh, there we go. On American Family Radio, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta trust the people who handle your technology. I'm sorry, Jeff. That's my public apology to you. People don't know what I'm talking about, but I know what I'm talking about, and I doubted Jeff's skill. I, I did. I was man, like, man, I don't know. You doubted J Mac. I'm so sorry. I, I'm sorry, J Mac. Come on, man. My humble public apology. That's the only way to do better is just to be publicly shamed. Come on, man. Just to do better in that way. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, he, he's the best. And, and there we go. All right. Welcome to the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry V and J-Mac are on tap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing what's going on because J-Mac has been in here with me the whole time. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's... Anyways, <laughs> I'll talk to you about it during the break. Um, I think our brother's probably like, see... I yeah. don't even have to say anything. I'm going to play this for J-Mac. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that's exactly how he feels right now. He's like, I already told you. Come on, man. It's like, I told you at 1230, I do this, Miki. I know what I'm doing. And and that's, you know, the results speak for themselves. So, anyway, humble apologies. Um, <laughs> all right, it's Friday. Yes. And we usually do a lighter show. We open the phone lines up and get some more of your calls. And we want to do that today, but we also have some content that we want to get out there. Man, we're at a crossroads in our country, and we keep mm-hmm. talking about this crossroads. I don't know if it just keeps moving or it's the same crossroads. I don't know. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, we find ourselves here, and we find ourselves here frequently Um, We really examine the intersection of faith Mm -hmm. and policy, yes, but also faith and just living in the culture, what it Mm -hmm. what it means to um, live faithfully. Right. And one of the ways that we try to encourage our listeners to remain faithful is to equip their kids and their grandkids to also remain faithful. So we take a unique look at family and how what's happening out in the culture impacts the family and And I would say even more than that, or even greater than that, how you shore up your family and ready your family Mm. to stand. And so we did something kind of similar to that in um, having a discussion with our kids earlier this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we just want to share that with you. So we will open the phone lines up and hopefully we'll take uh, way more uh, calls than we normally do Mm -hmm. uh, on, on a Friday. Well, the rest of the week on a Friday, we try to take more calls. So we'll take way more calls today. But I want to give us kind of a springboard um, to, to to launch the discussion. And this morning, as we were praying and our kids were getting ready to start their day, uh, Will the Great, and, and again, I keep saying again, this is what we talk about. This is what we're actively doing. We are not um, performing for you when we host this show. This is real right. life for us. Right. Right? I mean, the gospel has spread because of like real life, not <laughs> performance, not something that people say publicly, but then do something privately. No. And so this is real life. So when we talk about culture proofing and equipping our kids, this is something that we're actually doing. Mm-hmm. So earlier this morning, um, before our kids began their day and, and we're getting all of their assignments and starting out with reading the, the word of God and prayer, um, 
we had a discussion with them. And this is one of those moments where you say, hey, I want you to tell me what you spot that might be wrong with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just want to bring this to you and see what you guys gather. Right. Uh, and again, I will just tell you, you know, these things, these kinds of discussions you build. These are not the kinds of discussions that we had with our kids when they were five and six. Right. 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 They couldn't process it. And, right. and, and we tried to also make sure that they got to have, you know, their toddlerhood. And so, you know yes, what I mean? Like, the, you know, it was the big three that we were talking the big to, three, you know, so exactly right. the little ones, they were, they were still asleep, I think, but yeah, they, uh, were. they wouldn't have understood all of this. But when you get to a point where you're discipling your kids, they have professed to be believers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think these things are necessary uh, so that they'll be able to identify and have discernment, you know, as they grow and as they grow in the Lord. Amen. So we're talking 14, 13 and 11. Right. And um, and and they got it. But here is the article that Will the Great brought to the table, so to speak. Uh, not a literal table this morning. We were actually in the living room. But the headline here, and this is a Yahoo story, says New York Governor Hochul tells Christian worshipers God wants you to be vaccinated. <laughs> well. So Will the Great just read the story. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do for you this morning. <laughs> Or, or this pretty, afternoon, it's, pretty it's not morning anymore, you know? but it's a short, it's a short, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really short little article here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul told Christian parishioners on Sunday mm-hmm. that God wants them to be vaccinated. Hochul, who assumed office last month after Governor Andrew Cuomo resigned amid controversy, made the remark while speaking with worshipers at the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn. Now, let me tell you something. So as we're reading this article to our to the big three, Mm -hmm. uh, we have to pause and we have to give them some background. So this becomes an opportunity for them to have a multifaceted education. Right. right? So we talk to them within reason. We have to be careful. But we explain to them why governor, former governor Andrew Cuomo resigned. We remind them of what we're talking about. We talk about New York State and that Mm -hmm. the governor is over the state and this is not the city, although New York is a city. So all of these things. And and why am I saying this? Because this is what we do as parents. This, This is a living education. Yeah. All right. This is how our kids learn as they live. In addition to us making concerted efforts to, hey, here, here are your subjects. You got to go through this. All right? Right, right. So we're talking about all of this and then we continue with the article. Um, quote, this is what um, this is what Hochul said. <laughs> this is what Hochul said at the cultural Christian Cultural Center in uh, Brooklyn. Quote, yes, I know you're vaccinated. They're the smart ones. But, you know, there are people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. <laughs> you know this. You know who they are, end quote. (laughs) So we pause there and the kids kind of start gearing up. They're ready to respond. And as Will the Great often tells me, wait a minute, let me finish. And so then he he continues on. And this is what she says, quote, I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love? But to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live, end quote. Now, I don't remember if you read the rest of this, Will the Great. Do you, did you read all of this? The governor's comments came a day before the mandate requirement. Yes. Oh, yeah, you did, because mm-hmm. we had to explain to them about health care workers. Right, yes. Right. Oh, yeah, it was a whole living lesson today. <laughs> Anyway, back to the article. The governor's comments came one day before a mandate requiring healthcare workers to be vaccinated went into effect on Monday. State officials expect healthcare staffing shortages as the statewide mandate takes effect, prompting Hochul to announce a plan of action on Saturday, including the possibility of calling in the National Guard 
and declaring a state of emergency to allow vaccinated professionals with licenses outside of the state and outside of the United States <laughs> to practice in New York. Mm. That's according to an NPR report. Mm hmm. Hochul said, quote, we are still in a battle against COVID to protect our loved ones, and we need to fight with every tool at our disposal. Wrapping up here, employees terminated for refusing to get vaccinated will not be eligible for unemployment benefits unless they receive a doctor approved exemption, according to the state labor department. So after Will the Great read that to us, he just went around and, and, and asked the kids to respond to that. What, yeah. what are some of the things that they noticed you know, in that. Yeah. And uh, one of our kids immediately said, wait, she's calling on people to be her apostles. <laughs> Dead <laughs> she's, <giveaway. laughs> like, she's calling on people to be her right. apostles. Right. Right. Uh, there was another question um, as to why a person like this would have been entrusted with the pulpit. Like, why is a person like this speaking in a church mm -hmm. and, and, and having this kind of um, expression? Uh, then there was another question about uh, this miscommunication that it is loving mm. to inject something into your body that you don't, you cannot say comfortably what it is mm -hmm. and you do not know what the effects will be on your body. That this is uh, manipulation. I think was pointed out. This is manipulation to say that this is loving your neighbor. Right. Right. And so why do we have conversations like this? We have conversations like this because what we're trying to do is we're trying to train our kids to be able to ask questions and to be able to push back. There's something that I want you to hear. It's another one of those things that we listen to with our kids. We thought it was important for them to hear it, and uh, we want you to hear it. And it's it's pretty long. It's longer than um, most of the clips that we would normally play. Um, but I think it's important for you to hear. Will the Great, do we have time for this clip in this first Man, segment? we might have to wait. Are we cutting it close? Okay, I'll wait. I'll yeah, wait on it. Yeah. So then that gives me a little bit uh, more time to kind of set up here. Here is my setup. Even before we get to the clip on the other side of the break, my setup that may or may not be connected to the clip is this. Um, as you hear us talking about mandates and you hear us talking about shots, I want our listeners to understand something that maybe can get lost in this discussion. Now, I feel like we've done a good job of making this clear and not being careful not to say something accidentally that we don't intend to say. Right. This conversation for us on this program, I can speak for the Addisons. This is airing the Addisons. <laughs> yep. Nobody else's last name are we airing. This is airing the Addisons, okay? So for us, this conversation has never been about people who want to receive a shot. Mm -hmm. I, I really wish people understood that because I, I, read, I read a message recently. Now, I, I just saw the message. I received it, I guess, a long time ago, but I just saw it. I just read the message today where there was one of our listeners who said that we need to be careful how we talk about the COVID-19 vaccine, her words, because it can make people who have received it feel guilty. Hmm. Now, first, my first thought was, oh, man, you know, that that kind of that grieves my heart that a person would feel guilty. You know, I don't I don't want a person to feel guilty. Right. But I also want our listeners to recognize the scope of the conversation that we are having. Mm -hmm. This is not about a person making a choice to receive a shot, right. to receive a shot. Right. This is a conversation about living in a country where that is no longer your decision. Mm. That's exactly. what this is about. Exactly. And, 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 and look, you know, at, at, at the risk of, of sounding like a broken record, because we are saying this over and over and over again, we have members of our family 
who have received this shot and we have others who have not. Right. There's no conflict for us here. Right. We're not like separating ourselves from one another. Like we we all love each other around here. Do you understand? <laughs> but here is something that I take for granted that maybe our larger audience might understand that we understand in our family that we respect and appreciate the fact that we have those choices. Mm-hmm. We respect and appreciate the fact that we live in a country where historically a person could say, ah, I'm not comfortable taking that. I, I you know, I, I want to wait. I want to wait until some more research comes out or a person says, I don't care how much research comes out. I don't want to put it in my body. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we have to be in a place where we recognize that historically this is what has worked for us. So the reason we keep having this conversation is not because we're trying to sway somebody in this direction or that direction to have some new and um, revolutionary thoughts. These are actually old thoughts. They're yeah. as old as America. Yeah. yeah. They're called freedom. Right. So, so, so these are not new thoughts where we're like, hey, guys, what about this? No, we're saying, hey, guys, remember this. Right. And I will say right now, just like I told the kids this morning, um, that the fundamental change of America is yes. actually taking place right now. Like there, there's time. some differences that will be a part of their experience in America than I had growing up, growing up. And, mm-hmm. you know, when your uh, president says it's not about freedom of choice, and mm-hmm. it, it's not about that, man, I think, you know, that's, a, that's a warning shot. That's like, Hey, that's yeah. it. You know? So I, I, I want our children to understand that no matter what happens, no matter what goes on, that they have to stand upon the word of God, not be Amen. duped, you know, but always stand on God's word and, and, and know what they believe, you know, because we are experiencing that change in real time. In real time. And let me make this clear. Will the Great, I think you communicated perfectly. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm the queen of disclaimer sometimes. <laughs> but let me make this clear. Even for me, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. When you say stand on God's word, you are not making that synonymous to either receiving or not receiving the shot. No, I'm not. I'm not. I just I know that. I'm talking about people. You know that. You know, um, be my apostles and come on (laughs) and all this (laughs) kind of stuff and standing up in the pulpit and and saying this stuff and saying that God is saying to say this like, really. Yeah. And and there is something else that's concerning about that, because this is a a predominantly black church, as it would be called in America. And you've got this person saying anybody who's received the shot that you're the smart ones. (laughs) Anybody who is not. Well, I mean, you know, the thing, you know, you know, the rest of it, how it goes. Right. (laughs) You know, the guys, it's a a problem. (laughs) All right. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take the break and we'll come right back. Clip then calls. Stay right there. appreciate you listening we have made it to our friday we do go the whole nine um i'm miki <laughs> and i'm will and that's flame and mike real the whole nine j mac and sherry b are on tap they are helping us navigate the show we're going to open the phone lines on the other side of this clip i encourage you to listen pretty carefully here because uh this right here is one of the reasons why we continue to fight 
for where we live because we understand that we're not fighting alone. Um, this really truly is a question of freedom. This is not a question um, solely about um, shots and, and science and all mm -hmm. of these things kind of come into play. But this is a question about freedom. And the fight is for freedom because the science is actually being ignored. Mm. The science, but not by the people that you think are ignoring the science. All right. So Senator Rand Paul, um, the doctor who has right, a background right. in science, all right, right, right. Uh, recently challenged Health and Human Services Secretary uh, Javier Becerra, who is a lawyer, mm -hmm. who was formerly the attorney general of California, on the science <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of the COVID shot mandates. Mm. And this is a brilliant moment and it's a little bit lengthy, but I yeah. encourage you to lean in because this is, this is the example of sort of your voice in government, yeah. right? Like when, when you are trying to make a point, but you feel like you don't have a voice or you feel like people are not listening. These are the things that for some of us, maybe not for all of us. Okay. But I would say for me, okay. <laughs> safely and I think we'll agree to safely um, these are the kinds of things that you expect those who represent you to do you yeah. expect them to speak with your voice so to speak so here we are Senator Rand Paul uh, challenging uh, Secretary Becerra go with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 yeah. years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens show robust long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. You should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. You want more people to choose vaccination? So do I. You want to lessen vaccine hesitancy? So do I. You want to have that happen? Quit lying to people about naturally acquired immunity. Quit lording it over people, acting as if these people are deplorable and unwashed. Try persuasion, 
instead of government cudgels. Try humility instead of arrogance. Try freedom instead of coercion. But most of all, try understanding that there is no more basic medical right than deciding what we inject into our bodies. Today, after hearing that millions of people in a study prove, show without a doubt that there's a great deal of immunity from getting it naturally, do you want to apologize to the 100 million Americans who suffered through COVID, survived, have immunity, and yet you want to hold them down and vaccinate them? Do you want to apologize for calling those people flat earthers? Senator, I appreciate your question and appreciate that everyone has their opinion. Uh, we follow the facts and the science at HHS. We use the expertise of the medical professionals, the scientists at uh, HHS to make decisions. Uh, it's a team effort, and we rely on what is on the ground showing us results. Except for the dozens and dozens of studies. In fact, most, if not all, of the studies show robust immunity from getting the disease naturally. The CDC says if you've had measles and have immunity, you don't have to be vaccinated. The same was true of smallpox. You're selectively doing this because you want us to submit to your will. You have no scientific background, no scientific degrees, and yet you aren't really concerned about 100 million Americans who had the disease. You just want to tell us, do as you're told. That's what you're telling us. You want to mandate this on all of us. You're going to tell us if I have 100 employees, you're going to put me out of business with a $700,000 fine if I don't obey what you think is a science. Don't you understand that it's presumptuous for you to be in charge of all the science? Have you ever heard of a second opinion? I can't go to my doctor and ask my doctor's opinion. I mean, this is, is, is incredibly arrogant combined with this authoritarian nature that you think, well, we'll just tell all of America to do what I say and they better or we'll find them or put them in jail or not let them go to school or not let them travel. The science is against you on this. The science is clear. Naturally acquired immunity is as good as a vaccine. The Israel study actually showing it better. This isn't an argument against the vaccine, but it's an argument for letting people make a decision who already have immunity. You're not willing to consider natural immunity? Senator, our team has reviewed every study that's out there on COVID, whether it's from Israel, from the U.S., or wherever else. They have used the facts that have been provided through the uh, rigorous research that's been done to reach conclusions. 660-odd thousand Americans and more have died because of COVID. We're trying to do everything we can to save as many as possible. We're using the facts. We're following the science and following the law. Nobody's arguing the severity of this, but you are completely ignoring the science on natural immunity. So is Fauci. So is the whole group. You're just ignoring it because you want submission. You want everybody just to submit to your will, do as you're told, despite the evidence, the large body of scientific evidence that says naturally acquired immunity does work is an important part of how we're all going to recover from this. So is the vaccine. But when you add them together, we're at a much different place than if you ignore them. 100 million Americans, by conservative CDC estimates, have had the disease. 200 million or more now have been vaccinated. It's a good thing. Combined together, it's how the disease is. Nobody wants to get the disease. We're not advising anybody to get the disease. But if you were unlucky enough to get it, think of the nurses and doctors and orderlies who all bravely took care of COVID patients. There was no vaccine for a year and a half. They took care of people, risked their lives. They got it, survived. And now people like you are arrogant enough to say, you can no longer work in the hospital because you've already had the disease. We're going to force you to take a vaccine that the science does not prove is better than naturally acquired. That's an arrogance that should be chastened. Hmm. Well, doctor, what do we have, a republic <laughs> or a monarchy? A republic if you can keep it. Yeah.
if you can keep it <laughs> a, re- a republic if you can keep it but yeah. but 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 man the onus is on us like you know the the question so what do you pass down to your children and why is this important for your children as they grow as they carry the gospel i mean wherever the lord may dispatch them they start out here for those who start out here, you understand mm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and so what are, what are we saying to our children if we give up the rights and the freedoms that we have that the Lord has used to advance his kingdom? The Lord has used the American experiment. I mean, I would like somebody to argue that with me. Mm. But, I, you know, my, my question is, and, and man, I, I really, really hope. Let me give the number. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. I've said for a long time, told our kids, and I don't know that they fully understood it because they have not um, kind of like plunged the depth of really understanding mm-hmm. um, scientific study and all of these things. And, and you've got the experimental group, you've got the control group and all of these things. And so, but I, I, be, <laughs> I began telling them a few months ago um, that, you know, they ought to tell people that they're in the control group. And then I met someone recently who was actually wearing a button that said that <laughs> I'm in the control group. And man, look, Guys, you have rights in this country. Um, This is not a conversation about what you have chosen to do. This is not whether or not a person receives a shot or not. This is not a question of salvation. That's not what we're discussing here. And for the person who says, I have gladly elected to receive this shot. Man, that's great. (laughs) That's yeah. great. Yeah. But the great point of contention is not over the person who approves. It's over the person who disapproves, who right. says, no, I don't want to be made to do that. Right. The question is, do we still live in a country where that is so? You know, as I recently, <laughs> last couple of weeks, as I've been walking through this and 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 gathering all of the research and, and, and helping to write <laughs> letters, okay, um, the overwhelming sentiment is, man, it's it's unfortunate that all of this has to kind of come to bear on this situation. Whatever happened to, I just don't want to take that. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to take that. And I think for people who can't understand that, mm-hmm. I think there may be some blinders there for people who can't understand that. Mm. Um. Anyways, all right, well, the great, let's go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Where do we go first? All right, let's go to Jake in Kentucky. Hi, Jake. Thank you, Will the Great, for uh, taking my call, man. Oh, thank you. Hey, um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask the two of you because I'm new to uh, listening to uh, AFR. What the uh, what the upcoming charathon is about? Oh, okay. Uh, oh man, that uh, is a great question. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much for that question. So we are a listener supported ministry, right? We don't uh, receive funds from the government to stay on the air. Um, you actually help us do that. And our share is three days. We do it twice a year. And it's a time where we remind our listeners that we're on the air by the grace of God and your financial support. So you have an opportunity to partner with us if you appreciate the content that you get, if you appreciate the ministry and the outreach mm-hmm. of American Family Association and American Family Radio, you have an opportunity to help us continue doing that financially. So I hope that that, that helps to make sense. And, and by the way, welcome aboard. Thank you so much yeah. for listening. Um, Tell your friends and family about us. <laughs> All right, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Kimberly in Indiana. Hi, Kimberly. Hi. Um, I have a couple of questions. Um, 
my first one is I've received um, an invitation to a baby shower from a cousin, mm-hmm. and they're asking for books. So I haven't, I don't have internet to get the prices of these items, and maybe I'd change my mind if I knew. But I've thought of three things that I'd like to give. Um, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Alistair Begg Ministry has a book, 100 Bible Stories, and Alex McFarland's um, 21 Toughest Questions. And I just wanted Miki's opinion about are those good choices or, hey, you know. Those are excellent choices. (laughs) Yeah, those. Or is there something that would be a lot better that would really hit the mark? Let me just say. Oh, man. uh, One other book that I, I really love and I'm going through it with my younger ones right now, it's called uh, Theology, T-H-E, then O-L-O-G-Y, two, two words, uh, ancient truth. Say it again, please. Uh, the, T-H-E, is the first word, and then ology. Theology? Well, it's, it's divided into two words, though. It's a play on, it's it's a play a play on, on the word, yeah. Oh, okay. And the, the, the tagline is Ancient Truths Ever New uh, by Marty Machowski. Uh, I can spell his last name. It's M-A-C-H-O-W-S-K-I. And that's a great book. That was, that was a book that was given to us as a gift. Mm-hmm. And we've used it, and we're using it again on the little three. And, that's right. And so, yeah. That's oh, a great that question. Sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. And my other question is about um, the COVID vaccine. I have a lot of health issues. Um, I'm, you know, the Luke, Luke 1311 lady. Um, due to scoliosis, and mm-hmm. I went to the doctor yesterday, and he was asking me if I was vaccinated. I said no, and I told him, you know, that I'm concerned about all the people on the VARES. There have been, what, twelve, fifteen thousand 15,000 deaths, and he said, oh, that, that they're not really related to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to tell me that, you know, there's no reason – um, he's kind of ignoring the idea that people have had reactions to the shot. I said, I know someone, um, a friend, his friend, had ended up in the hospital for a, a month with Guillain-Barre. And, mm. and I've had so many reactions to so many medicines, it's ridiculous. Mm. I don't think it's safe for me. If you're, all your doctors are 100% vaccine, vaccine, what do you do? I don't even understand what a medical exemption is, but I think it means you'd have to find a doctor who would say, no, this person shouldn't have the shot. I don't have one of those doctors. Hmm. I've also thought about, hey, I will go to the farm store and get ivermectin, but I know that it, the dosing isn't the same. Mm-hmm. I did get Peter McCullough's, um, you know, information about ivermectin and i'm reading Mm -hmm. through it but i i'm still reluctant because i am so susceptible i i desperately need to start going back to the gym to exercise it makes a huge difference in my kimberly let me let me say this and i want to be very careful because will will and i um like Secretary Becerra, are not medical doctors. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm trying to be a little bit catty there. Um, so we cannot give medical advice. But I will say this, and I, man, as we're coming to the break, I want to complete my thoughts on the other side of the break here. You have the right to search out medical care that is not going to force you to violate your own conscience. Or if you if you are hesitant about something, you don't have a good feeling about something, or even based on your own medical history, you 
you don't think that this option is right for you, you have to hunt down a doctor who's going to have that conversation with you freely. Let me grab this break. We'll come right back. Erin the Addison's American Family Radio. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's uh, Todd Delaney, Fall in Love Again. Sherry B and J-Mac on tap. Sherry B over in Studio CC taking your calls at 888-589-8840. Um, we were talking with our sister Kimber- Kimberly in Indiana before the break. Yeah. And I, I just want to say something, you know, when, look, the CDC, you know, thankfully, is not hiding many of the side effects and, and many of the risks that are associated with uh, getting the shot. And I think that it is very sad that we are quickly living in a nation where people can't even ask questions about what's best for them. I will tell you unrelated. And, and this is, this is just my commentary. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I, I'm trying to be very careful. I don't want to be reckless here, but I will tell you that when Will the great and I have made personal decisions for our family, We've made personal decisions for our family and in part having seen the effects of not researching things and just going with the flow, just doing what everyone else was doing. This may not be the case for other people, but it was the case for us. All right. We we weren't asking any questions. We are not anti-science. We are not anti uh, vaccines or anything like that. We're not right. anti-medicine. I mean, it's amazing how people try to like paint you, you know, like I, I just it's it's amazing to me. Right. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you this. The more we have researched over the years, the more we have asked questions and the more we have pushed back, not from a disrespectful place, but from a protective place being tasked with, man, these are our kids, right? Uh, we have a responsibility to protect them. There's no way you can ignore information after you start to research and, and, and learn things. And so to Kimberly's question about um, her doctor, I had a conversation with, um, in particular, our pediatrician, where I asked the question point blank. Will you see us if we do not receive these vaccines? That's that was my question. Will you see us? Because I don't I don't want to go around and around with the anxiety of like, oh, am I going to be pressured this time? Everything because I, I just this is it. OK, Th- yeah. these are the decisions that we have made for our family. All right. We have a kid who is on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is not this is not. We think this might this we are experiencing this. He was vaccinated on the schedule every single time, every single time. We are not anti-science. I brought I brought him in. That is something that I will live with. I brought him in. I pulled down his pants and I allowed them to inject things into his thighs and to give him things by mouth. And I did that from the first time up until he was three years old. And even at four months old, when he was hospitalized for a week and they couldn't tell me what was wrong, I was ignorant. I had no idea what was going on. I continued to vaccinate him. I did not know. And then when you have a kid who's not walking on schedule and not talking on schedule and you start going, wait a minute. Now we have three other children. We've seen this happen over and over and over again. 
Then you start asking questions. You're like, wait, something's wrong with my son. And I'm going to tell you, out of the six kids that we have, out of the six kids that we have, child number four is the only kid who was vaccinated according to the schedule every single time, never missed an appointment. The only one. The others, by God's grace, we were in transition. We were moving from one place. So they were behind. So they were older when they received these vaccinations. And, and, and that is something that I have to live with. That is, that is something that I have to think about periodically as my head hits the pillow. We live in a country where we don't force people to put things in, in, in their bodies or the bodies of their children if they don't feel like it's right. And so what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying very emphatically is that we're quickly losing that because people are afraid and they are afraid not because they're reading the information, but because they're watching it. Mm-hmm. It is being filtered through a narrative. Yeah. So don't make this, you know, you know, <laughs> you're not crazy. You're not. Cra- this is not an issue of like, oh, you're a tree hugger. Oh, look at you. You're oh, you're one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of those people. One of those people who cares about her kids and her body. Yes. Yes, I'm one of those people. So whatever that means for you. We, we're not, you know, you, you, we're, what we're trying to do is make people fall neatly into one category because the same people who are saying, man, I don't want to take this shot. I want to wait a few years and see what the research shows. This would have been called science just a few months ago. <laughs> but now it's called conspiracy theory to wait for the to wait for the research to come out to reveal more information would have been called science. Now it's called conspiracy theory. And what I'm saying is that you have the responsibility to reject that. Don't be pressured by people, though you shake and tremble. If your conviction is no, then let that conviction remain. And in fact, I'm going to say that the stability of this country and what it once was, if Mm -hmm. it could be that, depends on the people who don't want to get it. Because this is not a conversation about the people who want to get it. This is a conversation about the people who don't want to get it. And I wish that the people who wanted to get it and did get it would understand this and be advocates for those who don't. Right, right, right. That's what's so greatly alarming to me about this. Yeah. All right. So what I'm saying in uh, long form, um, Kimberly, is find a doctor who will respect you. Find a doctor who understands what his or her responsibility is to you, mm. not to a narrative, to you. And, and that is what once made medicine great. That's, that's why you can have advertisements for all kinds of drugs, and then you have, you know, all of the disclaimers that exist at the end. Why, <laughs> why, why do they do that? Why, to fill 30 seconds? No, they wish they didn't have to do that. Why do they do that? Because you cannot be forced to just take a medicine and not be fully aware of all of the risks. I mean, sometimes if you watch it long enough, the risks sometimes outweigh what your melody is. <laughs> True. You're like, you know, you have this for eczema. <laughs> it causes bleeding and nerves. You're like, wait, I'll just take the eczema. Give me lotion. <laughs> Give me the lotion. Yeah. Guys, look, I'm a simpleton. All right. I'm, I'm a simpleton. All right. All right. Back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Sammy in Texas. Hi, Sammy. Yeah, I'm a truck driver down in Texas, but I live in the Memphis area. Uh, About a year ago, my 
late sweet wife Linda uh, attended the uh, God is Enough presentation. Uh, oh yeah. And met Mickey and uh, Abraham Hamilton mm-hmm. uh, uh, while she was there. But this my comment is for Will. I want to ask. I want to plead even that uh, you come up with a, a list of American Family bumper praise music. Okay. Because you're, you're, uh, you could maybe check with uh, Pastor Joseph Parker with his program and exploring the word program. And, and if you could come up with a list it would uh, of the titles and artists, it would help so much in the Christian individuals plus churches. It would help so much. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take note of that. Thank I you. Hear our, Thank I you, hear Sammy. our brother saying, I really love the music that you guys are playing. He wants to find it all in one place. Is Man, that, am I understanding that I, correctly? I probably do need to do that because he's yeah. not the first person to ask for a yeah. playlist. And yeah, I, I need We've to do that. We've had people message us directly yeah. saying, hey, yeah. I'm getting ready for a road trip. Yeah. I, I need I need to know. So it's that's homework. Yeah. That, that is homework. homework. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sammy. God bless Appreciate you, Sammy. It. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Andrea in Georgia. Hi. Hi, Will. Hi, Mickey. Hello. I just wanted to say I am just, firstly, I'm so um, happy and joyous to know that I have genuine salvation. Mm. I am from originally from New York. Okay. And my husband and I used to attend Christian Cultural Center. Okay. Now, uh, with God in mind and him taking us through our journey, we, looking back, realized that that church is heretical. So that's mm. how that mayor could go on the pulpit and say all the things that she said, because mm. they believe in female pastors mm. and a lot of stuff that's not in line with the Bible. And I just wanted to let you guys know that. And they're, they're pro-black, pro, pro-black as well. Okay. Andrea, thank, thank you, you so Andrea. much. You know, that was one of the conversations that we had with our kids about the pastor, A.R. Bernard, um, we mm-hmm. read some information and some statements coming from him. And just to give clarity to what Andrea means when she says pro-black, we're talking about not only um, adopting critical race theory, but teaching a narrative of suffering that is not eradicated in the cross. Mm. Like that that there are these, these, I mean, different levels of knowledge that you have the people who are among the oppressed people groups that they have a special knowledge and therefore are better suited for reading and understanding the scriptures. Uh, It's Gnosticism, you know, uh, it's condemned by the word of God. And so anyway, yeah, there, there are um, many, and I appreciate Andrea, you know, having been on the inside of that church saying, Mm. saying what she said, because uh, there are many heretical uh, teachings coming from that church, coming from its leadership, man, but praise God that he saved you, Andrea. And uh, and your eyes are open to that. So, all right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Renee in Alabama. Hi, Renee. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate you. Sure. Um, I agree with everything you and um, and Will are saying, Nikki. And um, I want to throw this at you. I was on Twitter, and I happened to notice on the American Family Council um, page they asked. If people should lose their job if they take if they don't take the shot, and 64 percent of the people on Twitter said they should. And mm. the other thing I wanted to say was, if they can mandate you taking this shot, what would stop them 
from mandating you getting an abortion for the good of the company. You can't have the child for the good of the company because you'll have to take time off. I mean, people really Mm. need to stop and think about the fact that it's not about the shot. It's a political ideology of you better fall in line or we're going to ruin you. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Renee. That's Renee. It makes a a great point there. Look, that does it stop. You know, where does it stop? Where does it stop? You, You talk to anyone whose family has come out of communism. You talk to anyone who has experienced it themselves. Uh, you listen to their interviews, which is what I have done, mm-hmm. and you hear that the way they got to the ultimate expression yeah. of the loss of freedoms, <clears throat> excuse me, the loss of your individual rights and, mm-hmm. is by slow incremental changes that felt like, eh, that's not a big deal. Right. That's okay. Yeah, sure. That's not a big deal. You know, and, and I think it's the collection. It's the sum total of the not big deals, hmm. right, that sort of gather to make the final, oh, wait, wait, no. All the not big deals together are a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly the the statement that I was trying to make yesterday that, you know, today it is the covid mandate. Mm. You have to do this. Right. And listen, what is the test here that is being, you know, pressed upon us? What is the, the test is how far can we go? And, and you know, will will Americans give up their freedoms? If so, how much will they give up? Right. You know, what's going to what's going to be their pushback? I'm I'm really grateful for uh, Senator Rand Paul, we didn't give Timmy his name. Um, it actually comes from my dad. But 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 let me, I'm grateful for Rand Paul because what he's saying right now, man, he had a Twitter video and, and we'll put these links in the, in the show notes so that you can go and see this for yourself, share it with your friends, use it as a conversation starter, finisher. Um, <laughs> but Rand Paul is saying, man, you push back. Yeah. He says, we have freedoms in this country. <laughs> you know, he said, they can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of our kids out. That's what he said. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of our kids out of school. You know, I don't know if you if you think about these. Stop for a second. Then we'll go back to politics. Just stop for a second. All right. And you think about the people who were standing up for what was right. We read about those people. We love to celebrate them on the fourth. But again, I've said this before. We don't really want to be those people if it makes us uncomfortable. Mm. That's anyway. Back to the phone lines. Will the great? Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Cynthia in Texas. Hi, Cynthia. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm enjoying your show. I listen to you almost every day, and uh, I, I really enjoy it, and I'll get right to the point. I was listening to the uh, show right before yours mm-hmm. on this same station. Yeah. And he was talking about Bill Gates in 2010, mm. uh, <laughs> and he was making a speech to a large group of people, and mm-hmm. it was about climate control, you know, and they started saying that we've got to do something because we're going to destroy our earth, you know, right. so we, we have a climate control problem. And yeah, climate change and population things. control. Yeah. Yeah, population control, I'm sorry. That's and okay. he was saying there are three things that, they, that we need to do so that we don't destroy our own planet. And it was very interesting what he said idea was his first one was we've got to reduce carbon emissions and so i guess that's the electric cars and everything now the second one was that our population is growing too fast Mm. and even if uh, people quit having babies uh, it would still increase to a degree that wouldn't help climate control so they needed to be able to control the population 
And the third thing was to do it through vaccines. Yes. Mm. And I'm thinking, how does a vaccine <laughs> control population? Come on. Mm. If it's supposed to be a help, mm. right? If it's if it's supposed to provide a remedy for the things that ail, why are we linking vaccines doing a quote really good job on new vaccines, wow. healthcare, reproductive health services, all right? And the question is, how do we lower the world's population? So why are we linking vaccines to population control? Mm. Listen, Cynthia, <laughs> you are sharp. All right. This, oh, 15 seconds. <laughs> Guys. All right. I, I can't. We're out of time until Monday. Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>